It is yet another pleasant Saturday, and you're on to your weekend delight, NASCO Moments Radio Show. This program is powered by your quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at this moment? Conflict is a daily occurrence in every society. Scholars are unanimous that as long as people exist, there must be one form of conflict or the other. Conflict usually arises as a result of a disagreement among groups. However, as conflict subsists in the society, the necessity of preventing and resolving it becomes imperative. To this end, conflict is managed at different stages by either preventing its occurrence or managing it when it occurs. The idea is to contain and prevent such conflict from further escalation by intervening in ways that make the ongoing conflict more beneficial and less damaging to all sides. However, once the hostilities are over, there is usually time for fence mending in order to re-establish trust and dialogue amongst and between the opposing parties through various peace-building mechanisms. In the final analysis, the capacity of the conflicting parties to imbibe some of the traditionally tested attributes of tolerance, healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation for genuine peace to prevail is of fundamental importance. Obviously, one is moved to ask, how can durable peace be achieved after conflict? Why do conflicts reoccur after painstaking efforts at peacebuilding? What is the difference between peacebuilding and conflict management? And how can people imbibe tolerance, healing, forgiveness and reconciliation in the aftermath of a conflict? Joining us on NASCO Moments radio show this morning to answer these and other questions is Mr. Godwin Okoko, Director of Programs at the Plato State Peacebuilding Agency. He will be answering these questions and other pertinent ones as we discuss tolerance, healing, forgiveness and reconciliation, time-tested mechanisms for peacebuilding. My name is Hudungyam. We'll be back right after this. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. Mr. Corbin Okoko, welcome to the NASCO Moment Show. Thank you uh, very much. Uh. Okay, so let's get what you think is conflict. Tell us, uh, let the listener hear from you what conflict is. Well, of course, uh, conflict uh, is a state of, uh, state of difference, a state of disagreement, a state of incompatible goals. Uh, like you rightly said earlier, it could be a, position, a situation of um, disagreement between individuals or groups. It could be a state of incompatible goals between individuals or groups. It's part of our daily lives. You understand? It's that state where you disagree or you try to uh, have a misunderstanding among yourselves. But of course, a lot of people try to misunderstand it with the word uh, violence. And it keeps saying a lot of times that conflict is not, uh, it's not violence. Conflict is not chaos. Conflict is not crisis. Conflict is that state of misunderstanding where each of you is taking a position that is different from that of the other. A state where you may not be understanding each other very well. Uh-huh. Okay, so what causes conflict? You've just started with 
the, the fact that you may not understand uh, one another, you have differences. Do you know of any other causes of conflict? Well, there are a lot of causes of conflict. And of course, uh, if you want to take it literally, we look at it from resources, from values, conflict over resources, over values, ideologies, and so many other things. What's the view? But of course, you have to also look at it uh, from the perspective of the reality that we live in. Of course, we all come from different backgrounds, from different ethnic backgrounds, different religious backgrounds. And because the same, like our hand, fingers are not the same, of course, it's also the same thing that we also have. And we're not the same in terms of where we come from or in terms of our background. And so because also of this kind of situation, we find ourselves, we are bound to be in this situation where we encounter conflict, where each and every one of us may not be at the same position of the other, where we may have differences, where we may have understanding. But the core thing is, how do we resolve those differences among ourselves? When we are confronted with those situations, what do we do? Of course, it's just like uh, someone who could decide to leave the house very early in the morning to go to a community to buy some things. And probably when he or she arrives at the market, he discovered that even though he had some little money to come out and uh, buy some tomatoes, but probably when he or she got to the market, he saw onions. And at the market at that day, the onions are very cheap, even though he did not come with a purpose to buy that. Of course, like a good uh, student of economy could just go with scale of preference. You know, so, but that does not mean that at that point of difference is asking himself whether to go for this or to go for that, he begin to beat himself up. And this, so this is it. We certainly are going to meet people who come from different religious backgrounds, different ethnic backgrounds, with their ideology, with their views, with their values that are not conforming with ours. We must also express ourselves in such a way that we learn to tolerate each other, understand each other. Can we have a society devoid of conflict? Certainly we cannot. It's part of our daily lives. But we can't have a society devoid of violence. We can have a society devoid of chaos. We can have a society devoid of crisis. So long as people live together, understand themselves, understand their differences, take advantage of their differences to transform them into positivity, take advantage of their challenges, take advantage of what separates them to building up a better society. We can't, certainly. We can't. The situation that we are in is not a situation that anybody, of course, have envisaged. But also it's a situation where we find ourselves that people feel that it's also becoming unbearable to tolerate each other. People feel that it's also becoming unbearable also to accept each other. People are beginning to feel that, of course, because we are human beings, we will not have differences. We are not divine beings. This is not heaven. We are on earth. We are bound to have some misunderstanding. But how do we see them as a people to say to ourselves, of course, what have been the cause of our differences? What have been the reasons for our misunderstanding? Okay, this is that issues A or B and C. How then can we sit down as a people to resolve them normally? Must I have to slap you to address our differences? Okay, by simple definition, what is peace building? Uh, peace building, uh, of course, is, is a process. Uh, it's a process, not an event. It's an act of uh, engaging each other, it's an act of interaction, it's an act of building the society that is aimed at ensuring that all the structures that characterize a peaceful atmosphere are in place. It is just an opposite of violence. It's an opposite of society that is a chaos. For us, peace building are just the systematic building of structures in place to ensure that all the ingredients that characterize a peaceful society, a harmonious society, are in place. Can you give us examples? For example, uh, of course, uh, let's say for in Plateau State now, we are having to find ourselves in the last one decade in the very ugly situations where we couldn't manage our differences very well as a people, where some of us decide to resolve to the use of weapons. Of course, like we always say that those things do not resolve our differences either way. It was state where we are now, a 
state of building peace, a state where we begin to sit down as a people to dialogue among ourselves, a position where we begin to sit down as people to look into our differences, that despite our differences, there are rooms for tolerance, there are rooms for understanding, there are rooms that we don't, I don't know your background, or you don't also know my background, our values are not the same, our ideologies are not the same, but yet I have rooms to accommodate yours, you have rooms to accommodate mine. These are part of what we're talking about. And this is the state like we have find ourselves in plateau. That at the moment now, people are working towards building a peaceful plateau. And in building a peaceful plateau, we must put all the structures of dialogue in place. Where there are people are separated, where there are communities that are not uh, at communications with each other, where there are people that are not talking to each other. We need to find a place of dialogue and sit down to look at our issues. At that places of differences, we need to look at what are the structures of mediation that we can put in place. Are there issues of intolerance? We have to see how we can bring structures of tolerance in our community. The whole idea should be geared towards building a coercive society. Okay. Listener, it is the Nasco Moment radio talk show. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm sure you'll understand that peace is very, very important and we cannot stop talking about it. This conversation will continue right after the break. Whatever flavor you may need. Yes, Nasco, Nasco, quality biscuits. So crunchy and so creamy. Yes, Nasco, Nasco, it's open, fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Mr. Godwin Okoko, Director of Programs at the Plateau State Peace Building Agency. We are discussing tolerance, healing, forgiveness and reconciliation. Time-tested mechanisms for peace building. Now, tell us why it is very important to manage conflict. Uh, it is very important uh, to manage conflict, but for us, especially at the Plateau State Peace Building Agency, together with other non-state actors that are working for peace, our goal is not even to manage conflict, but our goal is to transform conflict. That the Chinese people will always see it's an opportunity for growth and development. We may see it from different perspectives, but nevertheless, we feel that uh, conflict is not something that even should be managed because there are times that when you manage something, it keeps feeling by the time it gets to the brink, it becomes a situation that you cannot manage very well. So we keep saying to people, look at every conflict as an opportunity to building yourself, to strengthening your relationship, to ensuring a peaceful atmosphere. How can we manage our differences? It means that from the perception perspective where I'm seeing something that is different from those, there is a need also to make a shift. There are times that the position you are sitting, the position I'm sitting also means that we may not see things the same because we're not viewing from the same position. There are times that I need to make a shift to your position, you need to make a shift to my position. There are times that your ideologies, your values may not be conforming, conforming to mine. There are also times that I also have to tolerate. These are the realities. And of course, if we're talking about managing conflict, you cannot manage conflict or transform conflict without the act of forgiveness, without the act of tolerance, without the act of reconciliation. And this kind of management that we're talking about is not a situation where you said, okay, you remember the last time you did this and that, I let go. Now you're repeating again. This time I'm not going to let go. No, this is not what we're looking for. We're looking forward to letting go and letting go. We know that people have been hurt. People have been in pain. A lot of people seek for justice. And sometimes we ask ourselves, what justice are we asking about? The retributive justice? For example, you have lost your brother, your sister to a conflict. What kind of justice are you seeking for? That the person who committed this act also should be. We said no. 
going forward, as much as your, your call for justice is within the right position, you are within your right to demand for this. And of course, even the institutions that are starting with this responsibility that within also demand expected to also give you this kind of justice. But we keep saying that what we are working for as a people should be geared towards strengthening our relationship. What are the things that are characterized with relationship among us as a people? At what point did we get it wrong as a people? At what point did we miss it as a people? How can we recall back to who we used to be on the plateau? By and large, of course, as I think that we can commend the people on the plateau. If people want to learn how to leave or manage conflict, I think that people need to come plateau in the last one year or two years and see how people are trying to manage the situation. And I think this could be a role model. We may not have attained to that kind of situation, position where we say that we are the permanent peace. But as much as we call it little or whatever, I think we have made modest gain as a people huh. in addressing our differences. And I think that this is something we tend to learn. Okay. We must strengthen structures of tolerance. Okay. At what stage should the peace building process begin? Uh, I think that there is never a point it should begin. It should begin at the very beginning. At the very beginning. Of course, uh, if you have had conflict, immediately after conflict, we can talk about the post-conflict era. But fortunately for us on the plateau, we have passed that state of the conflict as a people. Now we are in a state of peace building. And this state is not a state that any of us should get tired. I say to a lot of friends and folks who are also in this same lane, that whether you like it or not, you can never give up. You can never allow uh, frustration, uh, conflict entrepreneurs, conflict merchants, saboteurs of peace to allow them uh, ensure that they get to a point where you, as a peace advocate, as a peace practitioner, as a, as a promoter of peace, allow those situations that they put to serve as a club on the wheel of progress to replace your resilience. At the point we have to ask ourselves that even while we're in talking terms, even while we're tolerating each other as a people, even while we're living in mixed communities, we were able to manage our differences. But it got to a point that we couldn't manage our differences. I will find ourselves in that ugly situation for 10 good years. We're going up and down, round circle of violent conflict. But now as a people that we have been able to pass that stage, I think that people should not allow anyone to allow you to go back to those years, those ugly years of sadness, of sorrow, and of bitterness. Now we have to move on. We know that there are differences. We know there are issues. But those issues should not replace the good intentions that we have that is geared towards building structures of tolerance, of acceptance, you understand, structures of forgiveness. We have to keep moving. Exactly. Um, so you've said that we've made modest gains. How can we sustain the peace and the modest gains that we... Such platforms that we're talking about is not able to sustain them. One, we must sustain them by incorporating the culture of peace also on our young ones. Because the general, imagine a child of 10 years. What are the understanding, the perception that he has about us as a people? A child who has been born and plateauing just specifically, for example. What will be his thought? What will be his understanding of the place that we are living? What are his understanding of the context? We have to say to ourselves that we begin to disabuse the mind of those young generations from all acts of violence, from all acts of, uh, how do I put it, from all acts of discrimination, sort of. We must begin to allow them to see each other from a point of humanity, not seeing each other from a point of religious identity or ethnic identity. We must begin to see as people who are pursuing a common interest and interests that are geared towards bringing ourselves together, irrespective of whatever religion or traditions that you believe in. I keep saying to a lot of people, especially folks who use religion as a tool to promote violence, and I say to a lot of them, I say, anytime, any God that you have to be in front of that God to protect that God is not worthy of my worship. I understand from all the religious books that our God are meant to be our protector, our provider. So it means that whatever beliefs that you have should be geared towards and that religion that promote a concept of peace. 
And in promoting that, we need the buy-in of religious institutions. Okay. We need the buy-in of traditional institutions. We need the buy-in of educational institutions. Every stakeholder, nobody should be left behind in this train in achieving and sustaining the peace. You've talked a lot about dialogue. So what happens if you bring parties to a conflict to a table and one party does not agree to the terms of a peace agreement? You see, dialogue is a process. It's not an event. That people agree to come and sit down together to even talk about their difference is a plus already. And of course, there will be a boiling point that somebody can say that I'm not agreeing to this process again. We have to allow them. And a lot of them does not mean they should let them be. It means that also that we have to keep loving, we have to keep talking, we have to keep advocating to each other. There is always a point where human beings, we always have that soft, uh, soft spot where we can touch and say to somebody, it's also important. And I think that for everyone that is so concerned about the peace that we're working towards in attaining, sustaining on the plateau, I think there is never a point you should get tired of sitting on the table to talk about your difference. It's only through talking that we can resolve our difference. And I said to a lot of people, what we cannot resolve by talking, it cannot be resolved with the use of weapon. Weapon don't bleed, we, we bleed as human beings. And so long as we think that we can resolve, no, we can only subdue them. But they still remain there. And we have to find a way to address them. And in addressing them, of course, your grievances, you may feel that injustice has been done. But if everybody begins to tell the story of the difficulties, of the suffering, of the pain that they went through as a result of the ugly period that we went through as a people, I am telling you, when you hear some story, you will, feel, you will know that yours is like a child's pain. So there is an importance that we should most tolerate, we must endure that process. As long as we will take, but let us arrive at a point where we will say to ourselves, we are sorry we have embraced each other for the better of all of us. All right. Um, it is an interesting conversation that is ongoing on the NASCO Moment Show. We're getting to the peak of the show. Join us again right after this. A promise kept. Save all the taste of NASCO Cream Crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. NASCO Cream Crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. NASCO Cream Crackers is best served with tea, coffee, and cheese. NASCO Cream Crackers. NASCO Cream Crackers. NASCO Cream Crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. NASCO Cream Crackers. NASCO Cream Crackers, another quality product from NASCO. Thank you for staying tuned. It's the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest has been Mr. Godwin Okoko, Director of Programs at the Plateau State Peacebuilding Agency. He has been sharing his thoughts on tolerance, healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation, time-tested mechanisms for peace building. Now, who are those that are better placed to broker a peaceful resolution in the event of any conflict? I think that uh, sincerely the traditional institution has a very key role to play. We know that in the past they have been playing those roles to alternative dispute resolution mechanisms. They have a very important role to play. Religious leaders have a very important role to play. And if you have to play those important roles from a point of openness, from a point of honesty and transparency, you must be seen as someone neutral at all points. You must not be seen as someone who takes positions. And these are key roles that we know that our traditional should, should play. Of course, government have a role to play. And this is the role that the Plateau State Peace Building Agency have been playing. And I can share with you briefly that we know the effort the agency have been playing to broker peace among warring communities, is in South, is in Basel, local government, and all what of you. And because some of those places are not what we have to keep singing the song, because there are a need to respect confidentiality in the processes too. 
but these are some roles also. Religious leaders, traditional, the young people have a role to play. Very important role. Women have the role to play. Very important role. The media has a role to play. Very important. And I can give applause to the media. They have been playing an active role in the peace building process on the planet too. See, I think that everyone has a role to play. Nobody should be left that. Everybody is a key stakeholder in the peace building process. Now, how effective are these attributes? Tolerance, healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation to the peace building process? They are very important uh, elements. They are very important tools to the peace building process. But like I said to you, uh, if they are not done on the platform of truth, honesty, and sincerity, we are lost. It is one thing to say sincerely, I've forgiven you for the hurt, for the offenses that you have done to me, for the pain you have caused me. It's one thing also to actually let go from the depth of my heart. So of course, if I said it here and I go back and I attend to it, then this is also the problems that some we face in some of the dialogues, where people come to you and they express openness and sincerity of will to go and address the situation, to go back with the, to their people and tell them what have been discussed and what have been agreed upon. But sometimes when they get back, they get afraid by what the backlash they may get from their people, and they try to give the people what the people would love to hear. And so, so long as it is disconnects, that has to do on the angle of openness and honesty. You cannot get it. Like my dad, the general always say, Joe Lengths. He always say, God, you will lie. So long as by here, when they did the Junawa, you cannot achieve anything. So long as you don't do this on the platform of truth and understanding and accepting each other, you cannot achieve anything. And this one key thing, he always say, God, even if I will be the last man talking for this, I want to be remembered that if I can never remember for anything, God, let me be remembered that I was a peace advocate. So I think that each of us have a role to play. And this forgiveness is not something that, it's not as easy as I'm saying it now. Sincerely, this is the truth. Because the pain is deep, but then we must have to let go. All the, the, the religions that we believe in, that we practice, encourage us to us forgiving each other. What has happened has happened. We cannot bring the back, but we can also remember those things, not in such a way that it costs us tears any longer, but in such a way that we'll learn from lessons that will ensure that the generation that are dependent on us for living a peaceful society for them are also confident that we can give them this kind of environment. Hmm. All right. Now, um, what are the important key words that you'd like to leave with the listener as uh, we round up the program. Generally to everyone listening to us uh, that uh, of course peace building is a process, it's not an event. Uh, we know that our people have been hurt, you know that you're hurt out there. But like we always said uh, uh, at the peace building agency, that of course you have been hurt, you are in pain. But your pain and your sorrow, your inhale can be made whole through act of forgiveness. We should learn to embrace each other. We should learn to tolerate each other. We may have our differences. We may have our misunderstanding. Whatever may be those things, let us continue to talk with each other. Let us tolerate each other. Let us never make use of weapon to address our differences. Above all, I will always say, peace is a friend to everyone and enemy to none. And with those wise words, we end the conversation this morning. I've been speaking on the Nasco Moments radio show with Mr. Godwin Okoko. Director of Programs at the Plateau State Peace Building yeah, Agency. Sorry, just interrogatively. Of course, uh, on behalf of the agency, once again, to extend our gratitude to NASCO. That we do a lot of great things supporting the peace building efforts. We know what they did during the World Peace Day in supporting, especially in the relief uh, distribution to victims of the conflict in the Basar community. We encourage them to keep doing more. Okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, listener, I hope that you have found these very important thoughts and views on tolerance, healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation quite educative. They are time-tested mechanisms for peace building. As we end the program, listener, we encourage you to follow www.facebook.com slash group or use the Twitter handle at Nasco group. 
uh, to follow NASCO. We encourage that you freely send feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now to the NASCO Moments trivia question for the week. What is the name of the Commission of Inquiry that was instituted to look into apartheid-related crimes with the objective of mending previous racial disparities in South Africa? And who was the chairman of the Commission? Send the correct answer via text to the number 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. Last week, we asked you to tell us what particular section of the Nigerian constitution holds government responsible for the security and welfare of its citizens, and in what chapter of the constitution is this section found? The answer is section 14. It is found in chapter 2. Our winner is Hamza from Faringada. Our winners are Hamza from Faringada and Ohida from Zaruma Close. Congratulations, we'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Rubin. I am Hudungian. Stay peaceful.